So glad you could join us here for another episode of Cranford Radio. And today we're going to be taking a musical journey. We're joined by a group called Break Time. One of the members of Break Time is from Cranford. Guys, welcome to Cranford Radio. Thank you so much. Thank you for having us. Well, there are four members of Break Time. I'm going to let each one of you introduce yourselves and tell me what instrument you play and where you're from, if you would, please. Sean, why don't we start with you? Hey, everybody. My name is Sean Manuel. I'm the bass guitarist, band leader, manager, and head songwriter. And I'm from Bayonne, New Jersey. Hello, everybody. My name is Tommy Delaney. I'm the lead guitarist of Break Time, and I'm also from Bayonne, New Jersey. My name is Douglas Lupo. I play rhythm guitar, and I'm also from Bayonne, New Jersey. And I'm the golden goose, as you like to say. I'm Peter Matthew, and I am the drummer and percussionist. Where are you from, Peter? I'm from Cranford. Cranford. (laughs) (laughs) For people who aren't familiar with your music, how would you describe it? I would say it's modern pop with generous vintage touches. So if you listen to our music, it's written with modern sensibilities and recorded with modern technology. However, it's written in a classic vein with allusions to artists like the Beatles, the Beach Boys, the Doors, Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. If you like any of their music, um, you'll definitely like ours. On Blow Up Radio, we actually got coverage on Blow Up Radio. BlowUpRadio.com's host, Laszlo, writes a weekly column for New Jersey Stage. And he describes our music as summary and says that our harmonies are like sun rays enhancing your mood. So we we like to think that our mission is exactly that, to make you happy, enhance your mood with our pleasant melodies and harmonies. That's right. That's right. Very nice. We're very nice. Well, I did have a chance to listen to some of your songs, and one in particular, maybe no, maybe yes. I hope this is in no way offensive, but you know what it reminded me of? I think between the song and how you guys are dressed on your website, remember the film, That Thing You Do and The Wonders? Mm -hmm. (laughs) that was what reminded me of just a little bit like i say i hope that's no way offensive but very catchy tune uh, (laughs) yeah it's kind of a retro uh (laughs) look to themselves a little dapper you know a little little dressed up (laughs) you're all pretty young so it couldn't been too too long how long have you guys been uh, playing together This lineup's been together actually for a year. I founded the band in 2018, actually based on a little bit of a white lie I told a local talent booker. I told this talent booker that I had a band ready to play at a show like two weeks before a band was supposed to appear. So I kind of took a bet on myself. The booker really appreciated and liked the pitch. So I kind of painted myself into this little box. I'm like, well... I have to get a band together in two weeks time and get us on stage. (laughs) So long story short, I did get a band on stage. It was a ragtag band of my high school classmates at the time. It was a five piece. Needless to say, we bombed. Uh, However, (laughs) that was our first show experience. I'm actually the only original member from that lineup. What ended up happening after that, about two months into the process, we decided to go our separate ways. So I put break time on the back burner until 2019, hooked up with our original drummer again. We recruited Tommy. Tommy's been with the band ever since. Going until 2021, at that point, we had a lot of different lineup changes. At that point, the band was actually a duo, just Tommy and me. And we were a cover band. Mm -hmm. I had been writing originals in the background for a long time. 
the original goal of Break Time was to inject youthful energy back into classic rock live performances. At that point, the objective shifted to injecting a classic rock energy into songs that were written in the modern day with modern sensibilities. Mm -hmm. So Tommy and I released Rock and Roll Refugee, which is our debut single in July of 2021, which led to Doug joining the band in September of 2021, and then Peter joined in January of 2022. So we had our first full year playing shows and recording together, which culminated in the release of Great Times, our EP in December. Tommy, Sean mentioned about how he recruited you to join him. Mm -hmm. I'm curious, what was the pitch that he gave you that convinced you that it would be uh, a good idea to team up with him? Well, it was with the drummer at the time, who was the original drummer, and Sean, who came up to me and uh, said, you know, we have this little band going on and, you know, we were looking for a lead guitarist. I thought about it. And I really didn't feel confident in myself at first about it because they wanted me to be a lead guitarist, not just a guitarist, like rhythm, whatever. Although I do both and can do both, I have to mainly play lead guitar a lot of the time. And it wasn't something I was confident with at that point. But I took a gamble on it. I'm like, you know what? I'll do it. I'll give it a shot. And needless to say, you know, 2023, here we are. And I'm still here. This guy, and this <laughs> so, guy shreds. Like yeah. And it's gotten a lot better. In the, in the, in over the, time, yeah. like watching him play for a year, like the past year, and just oh, yeah. like Progress, seeing him take yeah. on new, like little things, like learning new scales and stuff. Like awesome. he's, he's incredible. He's yeah. so good. Well, let me ask you, Douglas, you joined after Tommy. Yes. What convinced you that doing this would be a fun project to be involved with all i own is a guitar maybe a couple guitars and just like i play around like on garage band and logic and stuff and that was like back in like when i was in high school maybe early college like i would just mess around trying to make my own little solo projects and stuff like release a track here more for myself really like so i've never really had experience live like playing in a band before this is my first experience and sean reached out to me we know each other through friends of friends and he reached out to me and was like, hey, like, we have a gig in a month and we need a rhythm guitarist for the gig. And like, like, have you ever played before? And I was like, not really. <laughs> like, this would be my first time. If, if you and know, he was it's like, a, you know what? That's perfect. You're good. Like, like let's go. Come on. It's a lot of gambling. In this. It's a lot of gambling. <laughs> but, you know, like, yeah, it really like, is. The fact, like it, I was at a point in my life kind of where I was just like, I want to take this leap. Like, I want to like, you know what? I've never done this before. Like, I've never gone out and done it but I've always practiced by myself. So I want to do it. Like, this is the time. Like now's mm -hmm. the time. It was a perfect, it was the perfect situation. Perfect group of guys. Like just like that, just a simple reach out. Just, Hey, you want to play with us? Let's do it. Let's do yeah, it. I, I have to give kudos to Doug for reading through my pitch. I like to write novel text. Yeah. So <laughs> it was, it was, I, it I was a lengthy novel. text. I, I was like, anybody who's going to read through this is going to fit in perfectly yeah. with the band if they're going <laughs> to yeah. put up with my novel text. I saw their so. vibe. Like, I've always like, I've always like seen because I followed them on Instagram for a while. So like, I've seen like I've been exposed to, it and I'm like, I like like, it's cool. Like, you know, I, I could see myself playing like this style and stuff. So it was it was just like <laughs> a perfect match, I guess. Yeah, it really was. Well, Peter, the other three members are all from Bayonne. You're from Cranford. How did you get connected from Cranford <laughs> to Bayonne? Okay, so that's a funny story. So I go to the same school that Sean and actually these two went to, yeah. which was NJCU. I was at school and I, 
and for me, it's like, I, I, I just didn't shut up. I just, I'm always like <laughs> talking to people, always trying to connect. So a friend of theirs who was in one of their ensembles was like, could someone f- do this for me? Like fill in for me because I can't do this. And I was like, okay, I'll, t- I'll totally take it. You know, this is like my, I was a freshman and I was like, okay, this is amazing. So I come in and for most of the other bands that I had to work with, I was like, okay, I'm going to have to maybe take some charge. I come in here to a studio and I'm like, what is happening? Like, wait, this is like a dream come true. And by the second week that I was there, we're already recording a single. And I'm like, wait, yeah. <laughs> I need a moment to breathe. I'm yeah, like, we worked, we worked fast. Too, they worked fast. I was <laughs> exactly. like insane with it because it was just, it was crazy. I'm like, I'm coming in and I'm like in awe of like this whole like room and everything. And I'm just like, Okay, I know I have to like be mature at all, but I want to like geek out right now. And that's that's exactly what I was feeling and still am feeling, you know. <laughs> well, you talked about, I guess, at least three, if not all four of you go to school or have gone to school at New Jersey City University in Jersey City. Yes. Did you all study music or do you have different majors? I actually have a different major. Um, I studied psychology. I graduated with a, uh, a bachelor's degree in psychology and a minor in business. So I think these guys are uh, the musicians here. Yeah. The real mus- it makes <laughs> the sense. Real you know, I never performed live. Don't, didn't take music. Cl- like never went to school for music. So, well, the thing is the, the paper says we're musicians. That's what the paper <laughs> yeah. says. <laughs> we do what the paper says. <laughs> the paper says. As long as you can play music, you're a musician, right? Hey, yeah, as yes. I understand it, Paul McCartney never learned how to read music. So I don't think anyone's questioning whether he's a musician. Mm-hmm. For sure. <laughs> oh yeah. I He's all yeah. right. <laughs> <laughs> He's all right. <laughs> hey, that, that's my adoptive dad. Okay, <laughs> I know, I know, I know. Sean, you talked about being the head writer of the music. Does that include both the lyrics and the music, or do you tend to aim more toward one or the other? So my process is actually very flexible and dynamic I, I can get inspiration from any place whether it be a picture or uh, some word or phrase that i hear that i find lyrical other times i have a melodic idea pop into my head and i, I just run around with it until i throw some chords together and some some lyrics to remember the tune what is always consistent in my process is i'm pretty self-contained with it i actually come to the studio with tunes that are either nearly complete or complete and arrangement ideas to give to the rest of the band so that's kind of like why i'm the head songwriter i'm also very prolific so i, I say <laughs> i'm the head songwriter and i back it up so that, that's that's kind of what i do <laughs> got a catalog literally a binder literally. maybe this thick of just songs he's been working on yeah like- this is probably the first time that i'm admitting this but i probably have over 100 songs that are in that binder yeah oh wow that are just and we have to away. and we have to deal with that every time we come to <laughs> it's our job to feed through it and pick them out <laughs> guys i made another song guys i made another song it's, it's literally how it is it's literally how it is every time we come here i, I don't mean to flex but that's that just that's just how it comes out you know something you don't mean to flex comes easy, some things come easier than others exactly. you know songwriting well tommy let me ask you sean comes in with a new song do you guys pull it apart, critique it at all, make suggestions as to how you think it might sound better? I mean, usually, at least from my experience, not really. I mean, every time he brings in something, it's just like, to me, perfect. 
for whatever reason. It's just like, I don't have to like do anything. He's just the expert at it. But you know, <laughs> I mean, for me though, like to put it on another way, like for me, songwriting, like it's kind of different because like they always give me like critiques, you know, and I always try to take it all their ideas and try to implement it the best I can in my own music. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times I have, you know, for the most part, there's some songs that Sean has suggested something, for example, and I'm like, all right, we'll try it. And then it winds up working and, and, you know, magic just ensues after that. But a lot of times, or sometimes I should say, it's a bit of a process for me you know, to write a song compared to Sean, because like, I'm just trying to really think out all the parts, right? And just make sure it's like absolutely perfect and catchy and keeps your attention and just as every break time song has done. So, so far. <laughs> Doug, you mentioned that you, one of your majors was business. Do you handle any of the business side of break time? Yeah. So I'm in charge of booking. So booking at break time live nj.com. If you want so. <laughs> no, but um, nice. so I'm in charge of booking, reaching out to like new venues and places, but Sean's actually, he's in charge of like the, the back end, like the financial stuff. I'm mostly just kind of like the say, like, hey, how you doing? My name's Doug. That's what I've gotten accustomed to being. It's kind of like a mini salesman. And uh-huh. I like money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Peter, let me ask you, you also are a jazz musician, aren't you? Yes, I am. So you also have another group that you've put together. Tell me a little bit about that. Through this, I created my own jazz project as well. And a lot of the stuff that I took from break time a lot of like the leadership stuff I took from there and then used it to my own. I mean, for me, I'm creating like multiple little bands, like a salsa band. I have a jazz band. I have like a band for every genre I like pretty much. At this point. <laughs> so that band would have never happened without this band. I think there was a lot of direction that came from there and a lot of what, how I act, be it for good or worse, <laughs> goes into that band. So, yeah. Do you find that you bring a jazz influence at all to the music of break time? A hundred percent. I would say a hundred percent. A lot. Hey, instead of doing it like this, how about we do it like, and then he starts playing like a little jazz pattern. <laughs> yeah. Like, but it's the thing for me was, and the approach that a lot of the rock drummers that I had listened to, like I, I, my background is jazz, but a lot of the rock drummers like Ginger Baker and John Bonham were all influenced and Mitch Mitchell were all influenced by these jazz heads. They don't even consider themselves rockers. They always consider themselves jazz drummers. So that's the way I approached it. And I, I wanted to give a different approach to the music with that because I never wanted it to sound stiff for every song. I like to add something different in some sort of way mm-hmm. to give it that, you know, special treatment to, so, you know, each song feels like an individual person. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be transparent here. We are recording this the day before the Crossroads Jazz Festival takes place, but it's not being released until two weeks after the festival takes place. So we're going to have to kind of project a little bit. But tell me a little bit about the jazz festival that is taking place in Garwood at Crossroads. All right, Sean, this isn't your band. (laughs) I'm talking about my festival at this point. (laughs) Okay, so I will will be taking my payment for this airtime after... (laughs) After the show, thank you. You're not even joking. <laughs> I promise we will be getting back to break time. <laughs> All right, guys, it was yeah, fun yeah. having you. <laughs> okay, so for me, this jazz festival is something a little more personal behind it. For me, it feels like more of a proof to something. Like I'm trying to show. I, I think 
everything I've done, you know, drums, music, everything, it's kind of been a way to show people or to prove someone wrong or to prove someone right that I can't do this. So, I mean, for me, this jazz festival was something of like, I wanted to prove that I could give something more to the school than the school could ever give to anyone else. So for me, that's what I really envisioned with this jazz festival. And that's what I am trying to give to that festival and to give all that. So for me, that's really what this jazz festival is all about. It's really about proving that we're more than just students. We're professionals. We're musicians. That's the first thing I always say to anyone who says, what are you? I'm, I'm a musician first and foremost. I'm not just a student or just some you know, guy studying jazz. I'm a musician. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what I think. You know. Peter, you graduated from Cranford High, class of 2021. Mm-hmm. I assume that you were involved with a few of the music programs at CHS? 100%. I was part of the drum line. I was part of the jazz music club <laughs> i was part of that so yeah marching band was really the first step into that whole like drumming world i remember i still i went into that often i was like i'm a drummer and i want to play with you guys and i want to do all this and that was such an adventure in high school you know it was uh i was a junior at the time so right before covid hit but it was like i still look at it as one of the most magical times because there was so much love was in me and before everything like COVID happened I just felt at peace and I remember telling my mom that I feel like my life is complete I'm doing everything I've ever wanted to do in my life and I was so happy for that because it was like me it was finally me I was finally getting what I wanted not what someone else wanted well I promised we would be getting back to break time so let me flip this dang it (laughs) (laughs) now we're getting what I want (laughs) No, no, Spotlight, come back. (laughs) (laughs) Tell me a little bit about some of the venues you folks have played at. I know there have been a couple in Cranford, but there have been others as well in Hudson County and perhaps other places. When we first formed this group, we were targeting just like just to get footage on tape of us playing out and stuff like so we've done some venues around Bayonne, our hometown. We've played at the Vic. We've played at a, a place called Butero. Our first ever show, though, was at a place called 902 Brewing. It's, it's in Jersey City, like mm-hmm. just like maybe five, ten minutes from us. Mm-hmm. And that was the first show. It was a part of a, a festival called Mutt Fest. And that was like what launched us into what we call break time as of right now. We started touring Bayonne. We've played some places in Jersey City, such as Pet Shop. We've played in areas of Cranford, like you said. Like we've played at Crossroads like mm-hmm. a couple of times. Play Cranstock, Cranford yeah, Porch Fest. Cranstock, That's right. Porch All the Cranford, oh, anything yeah. with Cranford in front of it, I think we play. <laughs> we, we love playing Cranford. We love it. Yeah. And we yeah. want more. But yeah, Bayonne, Jersey City, and Cranford, I think, is our three spots. And then we have a show booked in April to play. Is our first? It's going to be our first show in New York City since we're right accessible oh, to the city. Wow. So nice. it's it's going to be at the Bowery Electric in April. Mm-hmm. Oh, congratulations! Yeah. Sounds thank you very much. Yes, April thirteenth. Like yeah, April 13th, Thursday. Well, this will be released before the April 13th date. So uh, we will have a link to your website so people can check it out and hopefully uh, come see you there. At, uh... I'm not too strong with the plugs right now. I feel like I've plugged <laughs> a couple times. You know? Peter, what's it like for you coming back to Cranford and playing at places like Cranstock and Porch Fest? It's kind of weird because in a way, I feel like I'm 
the outcast because <laughs> like <laughs> you guys are like the center of attention and everyone's like oh it's it's the cranford guy <laughs> like, <laughs> like damn we're playing at your home man yeah we're i know you're, you're center attention cranford man i know i know but it's like you guys taking you guys taking over <laughs> so it's like competition now <laughs> no but it that's yeah it's been fun though i mean like a lot of the stuff i mean i never knew there was a cran stock until i until we started booking it he was yeah, right they, like right across the street or yeah something. seriously yeah. no mohegan park is right across the street from i walked there from his house I didn't and we, that's where we had a gig and like it was like <laughs> Like I saw Peter, I think I I could have seen Peter walking down the street. You did. Yeah. I, I had symbols on yeah, my he back. He was walking. He was lugging his equipment down the street. He's like, guys, I'm here. <laughs> he had a Forty minute drive. Thirty yeah, exactly. minute drive. Exactly. Well, I think Cranstock probably has leans a little bit more toward graduates of Cranford High School from a few years before you guys were even born. So, yeah. we were definitely the youngest people yeah. there. I think. Oh, we were the youngest people there. <laughs> but but yeah, they they grew though. They, they, they do grew. You know, the way you described your music, you know, classic rock, I think it definitely appeals to that age group, my age group and and younger, who grew up listening to that kind of music. Mm, Yeah, for sure. Sean, let me ask you, you guys have come a long way already, but what are some of your plans in the future? What What would you like to do, if not necessarily already planned, but things that you dream about doing? Well, when I founded the band, the original goal and it always has been the original underlying goal is to take this as far as i can take it and as big as i can take it so i'm always thinking about scaling up and i'm always thinking about the band's amelioration making things better all the time even if we put forward our best effort at this point i'm always telling my spuds as as i like to call them term of endearment my spuds um (laughs) That was probably our, our best performance or that that was probably our, our best song we've written or the best recording we've done. But we can only imagine what our true best actually is. So mm-hmm. I'm always thinking about the next thing um, in terms of the immediate next thing. We actually are tracking songs after this interview. We're going to track some songs for our next EP. We don't have a title yet. We don't have a release date yet, but it's going to be sometime in June, most likely that we're going to release our follow-up EP. We're going to release two lead singles, one double single in April. So keep up to date on that by following us at BreakTimeLiveNJ and BreakTimeLiveNJ.com. Well, we will have links to those in the show notes for this. Let me ask you, in terms of music promotion these days and discovery, um, it used to be back in the day that you know, getting on the radio was the big thing. And that's where a lot of kids would discover new music. I think that's changed now. Is it just performances that you hope somebody will influential will hear you or, or how do you see discovery happening these days? I guess the new thing now is like playlisting and like Spotify. And that's one avenue. Like we've tried to explore is just trying to get like as many ears to listen. Cause you know, like it takes 10 seconds for someone to hear something. If they're listening, and to hit the like button and it's saved. So we've tried to explore like the playlisting option a lot, like in just submitting and submitting. But I think me personally, I think like our live performances are the most important thing. And just, you know, like opening up with different bands and having their fans meet, hear our music for the first time. And, you know, maybe another band's fans like our music. So then they're fans of both bands. And then now like we're connected to each other somehow. 
And like you said, just having, hoping that someone influential is hearing us. And that's why we've been trying to get out as much as we can and just play different places and try not to stay in the same spot for too long, I guess. Today's methods of music discovery, they're very algorithmic, you know, be it the streaming platforms, like Doug said, cross-promotion by opening for other acts, sharing bills with other acts, even collaborating with other acts. At that point, it really isn't your grandma or your grandpa's (laughs) music industry. It's all about algorithms and cross-promotion. And exposure, for sure. Well, one of the things that folks can do if you go to the show notes, again, we will have links to some of your music so folks can go out there and hear some of uh, what Break Time has done. Guys, I want to thank you so much for taking the time out to join me on the radio, if you will, on Cranford Radio. Uh, Not quite the same as AM or FM, but hopefully uh, get a few people to uh, discover you. I've been talking with Sean, Peter, Tommy, and Douglas. Guys, again, thanks so much for being on Cranford Radio. Thank Thank you so much, Bernie. Thank you.